Welcome to Let Go Lean In, a podcast of resources for your journey of transformation. What kind of transformation? The wholehearted kind, personal, professional, and spiritual. Each week, you'll hear different transforming practices to help you on your journey of becoming more fully you. We'll hear from others about their own journeys, learning to let go of habits and patterns that no longer serve them, and how they're practicing leaning forward to the wise woman God has designed. I'll occasionally include a book recommendation because, well, that's part of how I'm wired. I love ideas and encouraging others to learn and grow. Thanks for being here. Welcome to another episode of Let Go Lean In. And today I am so excited to get to introduce you or reintroduce you, depending on how long you've been listening to this podcast, to my in real life friend, Andrea Nyberg. Welcome, Andrea. Welcome back. Thank you, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to, especially in these circumstances, get to reintroduce or introduce you to my listeners because you are now a published author. (laughs) So exciting. And so we're going to talk about your book. But before we do, I want to just read your bio and let people kind of get to hear who you are. So without further ado... Andrea M. Nyberg is an author, speaker, and photographer, passionate about helping women reframe fear and find freedom in their faith, identity, and mental health. She holds a Master's of Arts in Educational Leadership from Gateway Seminary and is a coach and holds a coach training certificate from the Accredited Coach Training Program, ACTP. Andrea lives in San Jose, California with her husband, two children, and I will include where you can connect with Andrea in the show notes. She has her own website and a new book. Again, Andrea, thanks for being here and giving your time today. Thanks, Lisa. I'm super excited because, you know, as we were talking off uh, camera we had a conversation where, and this has been years ago, because it was pre-pandemic, that you were talking about mental health and fighting for being able to be present to your people and not be distracted. And, and it was in a way that it was going to be either this or this. But life has evolved and given you a great deal of wisdom. And so your book, and I just love the title, Masterpiece. And the <laughs> subtitle, this is this is the important part, folks. Shattering stigmas, reframing our fears, and finding ourselves fully loved. So I would just love you to... Um, kind of unpack that, explain masterpiece and, and how you have come to this place. I love it. Thank you for your enthusiasm and support. It means so much. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes. When I think about 
how I feel, you know, a lot of the time, especially in the season leading up to becoming a speaker and then becoming an author years later, I was like, what do I say all the time? How am I feeling all the time? And the thing that kept coming to my mind was I'm such a mess, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a young mom. I, you know, it's like, I need a parent, but now I'm the parent. I'm the one everyone depends on. And, and then when anxiety and depression kind of took the leading role in my story for a season, Mm. it was like the, the disconnect of my faith and the fear of what that looked like for me as a follower of Jesus to be feeling so overwhelmed and so afraid and, and rather hopeless while holding the hope of, of Christ. And so I, um, as a young mom, I experienced an an acute panic attack and, and that kind of was this unexpected blessing, but like a fork in the road in my story where because of that panic attack, I was able to begin getting help for way deeper issues that I didn't even realize were happening at the time. When you're in the middle of a storm and you're you're just feeling like you're drowning in the mess of life, yeah. it's hard to see clearly. Um, and so what I've learned through these many years of not only struggling, but gaining tools for the journey mm-hmm. and then being able to share those with other people is the idea that this this idea of being a mess does not qualify me from being the masterpiece of God. I am both. It's like a simultaneous tension. We're holding joy in one hand, we're holding pain in the other, mm-hmm. and they can actually hold hands and do life together. And so that's kind of the journey. Um of I'm such a masterpiece and, and as a believer shattering stigmas, right? So going through the three ideas in the book, the stigma being, how can I be a Christian who has mental illness, right? Like those words feel so heavy mental illness. It feels yucky to say, right. It feels scary. And right. Um, the stigma, right. And, and then, um, so then reframing was as the other part. And that's a huge part of my story as a photographer. I had started a photography business when my daughter, you know, I became like the mom-tographer, quit my job to stay home with my kids and then bought a camera and then built a business, right? <laughs> I was one of As those. one does, yes. And, you know, as one does. <laughs> and so um, when I began sharing my story, um, I had actually shared my story for the very first time at our MOPS group. MOPS is a a group for young mothers with, you know, from by the time they're pregnant to the time their kids go to school and there are mentor moms. And that is how I met lovely Lisa here. Mm. And during that time was when I had gone through uh, my devastating and debilitating battle with anxiety and depression. And at the end of the year, we had a TN testimony. And I shared my story for the first time. And it was in that moment that God whispered to me, this is the new plan. Mm -hmm. We're going to open doors to this hard conversation. Because when I looked up from my piece of paper that I was reading verbatim, (laughs) uh, and I looked up and I looked out and I could see all the faces of the women and you could just feel the, the solidarity, the, like the hands raising up of like, wow, I'm struggling with that. Or you just said out loud what, what I feel, but I'm too afraid or ashamed 
to actually verbalize. And so this idea of reframing came as I started learning, like, what does that mean to be a speaker? I went to a speaker's conference and I sat down with um, someone, you know, further along on the journey than me to help me kind of learn how to, to build this out and to become someone, you know, who'd be invited to groups to speak. And as we started chatting about the language of photography and identity, which is really what the heart of it is. Anxiety and depression attack our identity. Stigmas attack our identity. But the language of identity and photography actually marry beautifully together. And as God began to show me um, how to merge these two worlds, this this word reframe kept coming to mind. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm several years in, what I've learned is that he was trying to show me how to use this language to reframe who I was and remember, because what shame does, what anxiety and depression do, what trauma does, what self-sabotage does is that it, it blocks our lens and it covers it with shame. Mm -hmm. So the truth is still there. The truth is always the truth and it always will be the truth, the truth of scripture. But my lens that I'm looking through is smudged by all this shame. So I can't see it clearly. Right. So I'm having to learn, but then there's freedom on the other side of that lens. There's freedom for me to participate in and to partake in. So reframing is the process of learning. How do I what do I do with this shame? How do I get this smudge off so that I can see truth clearly? Right. And so, and that is how we find ourselves fully loved is that that process shattering stigmas, reframing our fears mm-hmm. and finding ourselves fully loved. And that's the process um, that I've been through and that I want to help take others along who are also struggling th- to know that they're not alone. Yeah. There is hope. There are tools and there is healing available to them. Oh, what what a needed message. If any time in history where there's opportunity for information that you know is is touching on what people's lived experiences really are, yeah. this is a time for your words to come out. I I am so excited because it it's there's still stigma as much as we hear mental health conversations as much as we hear um shame is is not the boss of you and whatever other other meme phrases or whatever that we can come across <laughs> on social media that are meant to encourage us we need to have tools and yeah. and so the the compilation of these three parts of your book really give women especially an yeah. a, a way forward i love it it's so so encouraging um when you talked about your panic attack just a few minutes ago i remember sitting with you and you telling me that story as you said that i could picture you outside at your doorway from what you had described do you tell that story in in your writing okay i do I, i'm not going to ask you to tell us now but let me just encourage you as you listen to the rest of our conversation you are going to want to get 
Andrea's book, just to recognize yourself in what a panic attack is like. Because honestly, personally, and this is not part of our question and answer thing, but your experience and knowing that story helped me recognize when I had a panic attack later. And I didn't even, you know, I hadn't had language for it. But the experience as I was having it, your story came to mind. And I, in my shallow breathing and, you know, gripping onto something, I thought, I'm having a panic attack. So it's important to tell the stories so that we can find ourselves in this overwhelming mishmash (laughs) that mental health, anxiety, (laughs) stress, depression, all of the things um, can be so like this. I love the, the metaphor of the smudge on the lens. It's like there's stuff and I can't see past it. It's just, it's so good. So if you were going to um, kind of help a young mom see herself rightly, what's one of the tools that you introduce? Just a you know, just a smidgen. You don't have to tell all the story because we want people to <laughs> want to get their book. Of course, I but, love it. But seriously, um, you know, whether whether it's somebody that is the mom of a young mom or a young mom herself or a friend of a young mom what's what's an identifying tool oh Oh, i have so many things i could share on that um just to touch quickly on you know if you're the mom of a young mom or the mother-in-law or the aunt of a young mom um anxiety and depression are not logical so i think it's keeping that in mind and it's not personal It's Mm -hmm. not an attack on you for the husbands of the young moms. (laughs) If you might pass this along, it's not personal. It's an illness that's, it's, it's a sabotage of the mind. Um, So I think it's important not to take things personally and to remember that the person that you love is not choosing what they're going through. They're, they're, they're coming off as irritable and, you know, a little OCD and, and just like irrational. And, and so just, I would encourage you to try to meet them with love and do some research, find out about what these things are mm-hmm. um, to the mom, to the young mom who is, is in the battle and just feeling that like, what is happening to me? Who am I? Um, how is God allowing this? You know, like, is my faith even real? Mm-hmm. All those things. Am I a good mom? Are my kids going to end up in therapy because of me? Um, Maybe. Yeah. And that's okay. Start saving set now. The, set the pennies <laughs> aside, my friend, because they might, they're going to end up in therapy for something. And I hope that they do. You know, I have had to reframe that so deeply within me. Uh-huh. Um, so t- number one, to answer your question is don't be afraid to reach out for help because you are not the only one. You're not alone. Okay. And for me as a young mom, um, that was the first line of defense that I didn't even realize I was taking. I didn't realize how significant it was going to be to let other people know what I was struggling with because the amount of solidarity and resources that came my way was abundant and life giving. So um, I was, like I mentioned, I was part of a mom's group and we had a private Facebook page and I had noticed, you know, 
when I, when I really hit rock bottom, it was when my son was one and we were weaning from breast milk to solid food and a woman's body, like the doctors do not prepare you for what you are, could possibly go through. It can be life altering the, the shift in your hormones. So that in and of itself can be challenging, but it can also trigger, um, anxiety and depression, which I was not aware of. Yeah. And so I, when I, I had just noticed my body was really off. And so I'm like, well, I'm part of this large group of women. Someone might have something for me. And I posted on our Facebook group, just a little bit about what I was going through. And that post I can say with true honesty, saved my life, reaching out for help, um, to the women that I really didn't even know that well yet. So I think it's overcoming that fear of like, well, if number one, if they really knew the real me and what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, oh, I'm, I'm the only one they're not going to understand. And I can't tell you how untrue both of those things are. And yeah. so you don't know until you take that risk though, to ask for help. And, and so because we don't know those two things, the shame, if they only knew, and the, I'm the only one, both of those lies keep women from honesty and that honesty keeps them from authentic help. Right. So, and it keeps us isolated and isolation is the breeding ground for things to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So reaching out for help, real or just just having an honest conversation. Like if somebody says, Hey, how are you doing? Maybe just take it like one step above, I'm fine. Like, wow, like life's been a little bit challenging right now. Maybe tell them a little more. Um, and I I think I pray that you will be pleasantly surprised mm. at the solidarity that you're met with. Yeah. Um Because if that person is not personally going through it, I can guarantee you they likely know someone who is. And so I think just opening up that conversation can be one of the most amazing things that we can do for ourselves. Yeah. And to you were involved in a large community, yet some of our listeners may not have that kind of resource. But it doesn't take 50 yeah. women. It it honestly is that risk of having that one conversation. And, and just being met with some compassion. Yeah. And so back to what you were saying, if you're not the person that's battling with anxiety and depression currently, you can just acknowledge that that must be hard. And that would be enough, right? Yes. So, yeah, you don't be have listen to, have to. Answers, right? You don't have to no. have, just be with. I think that's, that's the greatest gift that Jesus gave was his presence. Absolutely. And so, you know, to us, that's what we can give to somebody else. And there may be resources that you're aware of, right? Andrea's book. Absolutely. (laughs) You're so sweet. (laughs) I I just, I'm so passionate about amplifying what you're doing because every day I am seeing things that people are struggling with anxiety at a level that 
our society has not acknowledged before. So honestly, you know, whether you have low level anxiety all the time, or you're experiencing episodic anxiety, there's a lot going on. And so to have tools readily available to you is is something that can really empower each one of us. So that's, that's why I'm like, yes, I'm enthusiastic about what you're doing. Not just <laughs> because you're my friend, but because it's so needed. I love yeah. that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wanted to um, just kind of deepen this conversation because we're kind of at a, you know, overview level and make it, make it personal because this is your story, but also offering a, a hand to other people. What has it been like for you to walk this path and live it out and write it out kind of in real time? I mean, that's a big, big question, but just to to help people understand what it's like to bring something into the world like this, if they if they're thinking about telling their own story or, getting in touch with you, with your story? Well, the first thing I would say is it's very hard. <laughs> it's not easy. Honesty is always important. It just is. It's very hard to live with a chronic illness like anxiety and depression. Um, for me personally, so I that, that Facebook post that I made, um, one of the resources was a friend reaching out who had just started an internship at a local Christian therapy uh, cohort here in San Jose. So I began seeing a therapist. And after a year and a half, I began taking a medication and, you know, again, undoing all the stigma and fear over those things. And so even with that, you know, doing the tools, taking the medication, um, it's still hard. (laughs) And I think it's a daily, you know, like with me personally, I know a friend of mine, he began a medication for his anxiety and depression and just God be praised. The first medication worked and it has just radically transformed his life. For me, I've been, I've been through almost every one of the medications, like they'll work for a little while Mm -hmm. and then I'll have to switch, but my, my body's can't function without the medication. So just to be honest, it's, it's a very challenging thing. It's Mm -hmm. not been linear, but in the challenge, it's also simultaneously been, and I don't say this tritely, but it, it has been a blessing. So it's, it's this thing (laughs) like this, this pain point that has simultaneously not only helped me better understand God's love for me to help me more fully accept his love for me and to learn to love myself because he loves me. That's a whole, that's a whole journey. No matter if you're anxiety or depression, just learning to accept God's love and love yourself. Um, And then to be able to share that with other people. And so it's, it's been amazing. Like it's like simultaneously, the hardest thing and just the that 
thorn in my side that I just, you know, I still like, okay, God, could this be the year that you're just going to snap your fingers? Like we've done the storm thing, you know, like, can we just have the like healing thing now? You know, like, can you show <laughs> yeah. your glory that way too? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I just be like a double, you know, blessing here? Do you know what I mean? So, I do. oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Praying, praying to be free of the thing that is the hard you know, that, that is a very normal ask, right? Right. And, and sometimes, I mean, we can wax all theological on this. And sometimes when that answer doesn't come, we can bounce up against what is, you know, like a wall and say, well, then maybe you're not here. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe all these things, which honestly, you know, it, it's okay that we say those things, but that isn't what is ultimately true. Yes. What is ultimately true is like what you said earlier, and you used your hands in this both hard and joy filled, and they can hold hands together. And, and that's, that doesn't make sense because we want, don't we just want everything to be easy and happy and hunky-dory and sunshine and flowers <laughs> and butterflies, <laughs> but that we get glimpses of that, but that isn't always the whole story. And so okay. thank you for saying that it hasn't been easy, but it's also so worthy and, yeah. and it's, and it's giving you life as you are walking through the hard things that you could, I bet couldn't have anticipated. It's such a paradox, right? The thing that nearly took me out mm -hmm. is the thing that God used not only to bring me back to life, but to help other people come back to life. And I just stand in awe of that. So that's what keeps me going, you know, but it's yeah, it's being real about the hard days. Like right now, my body, like my anxiety has been through the roof recently. And the difference now versus like, I, you know, I could feel when you were talking about having that first panic attack and that is terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying because you just don't know what's happening. For me, I felt like I was having a heart attack. I was convinced yeah. I had stressed my body out so badly that I was literally about to fall on the floor and die. Yeah. And when I got to the ER, they, they were like, they ran all these tests. I'm at the ER for hours and they concluded I'm fine. Everything's normal. And so you walk out feeling like a complete lunatic, <laughs> even yeah. more, you know, in despair than you were going in. Yeah. However, now that I've been through it, right. It's like, once you've endured it, once that first time is the most shocking and unnerving and they're still challenging. But yep. once you know what you're up against, once you understand, okay, wow, my mind and my body have like, they're playing against each other right now. Yeah. So we, so now it's like when, when the panic hits, when the anxiety hits, it's not any easier. It's just, I know what I'm up against and I've got tools now to help me get back into a more regulated space. Mm. Um, but it's still a struggle. Like I'm still struggling with panic attacks and, you know, I don't know, I'm 40 now. So like, am I like in perimenopause and this is a whole new, you know, my hormones are messing me up again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is this like an every 10 year thing? Like I'm over yeah. it. 
<laughs> I, I tell my I, husband every month, did you thank God you're a man today? Because <laughs> I know you have to live with me, but it is so different to personally experience all these things. <laughs> yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, just today, I saw Beth Moore posted about going for her annual mammogram and men, you should be aware that it's tough to be a woman. And it is. <laughs> It sure is. It, there's oh there's so many things. And, and I'm telling you the fact that in this season of life where hormones are not dictating as much as they used to, I mm. look back and think, how did I stay married? How did my kids, do I still have a relationship with them? Because, you know, I went around with homicidal on my forehead for, you know, half of every month. <laughs> just like you have no idea how comforting that is to me oh my goodness oh my goodness well speaking of comforting you telling your story in an authentic and real way is going to provide comfort because it did for me because immediately when I recognized this is a panic attack I didn't go to the ER I did some deep breathing and I mm. next day, because this was in the evening, the next day I called over to that very same counseling center because I was living in San Jose at the time and got partnered with a trauma-informed counselor. And we did some EMDR and, you know, she's a Christian. And so the tool in her hands was amazing and helpful and healing. And it's a journey. Everybody mm -hmm. listening, just know life is a journey. It's not a series of accomplishments and hurdles all by itself. They all inform the season you're in right now. And there is always hope, both and, right? I, it's just, I, there are times I feel like exhaling, <laughs> you know, this conversation is getting me so amped up in a good way. And, yes, And that exhale is recognizing that the, the hard is also the way to beauty. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a mystery. Um, mm -hmm. you, in your bio, you have a, a certification in coaching. Are you doing that with women who are coming to you, reaching out through your social media and, and email on your website, whatever, are you available to walk with people? Are you taking that on in addition to becoming an author and <laughs> launching a book? <laughs> I love it. That is an excellent question. I, you know, I, when you start off, it's like someone asked me the other day, like, is this what you imagined your life would look like, you know, 10 mm -hmm. years ago, 15 years ago? And in many ways, I'd say no. And in many ways, I, I realized that I am stepping into the things that work so well with my God-given design. Mm. And so I think that the, the, the word that God has given me as part of who I am is a door opener into mm. hard conversations. So I'm not yet, um, I, I have a certificate. Um, I'm, I've done some classes in coaching. I'm not like an official credited coach, but I do love to come alongside people and hear their story. And so I am, I am praying about, you know, once, I mean, the book is a full-time job and not yeah. only do you have to write the thing, then you have to like 
let people know that it exists so that it can get out into the world to offer that hope and solidarity that that is is intention. Right. So to answer your question, um, that is definitely something that I am interested in pursuing, you know, in this next season. And right now it would just be very informal, but I just want to let as many people know that they're not alone. And so right now, how I'm kind of um, sharing is I have a blog series going on right now that um, goes into the topic of each of the chapters of the book. So we're in week four right now, and the book has 10 chapters. And so that's kind of how I'm utilizing reaching out to people. And I encourage people to email me back and I'd be happy to set up a phone conversation to take that conversation further. Mm -hmm. um, if that would be beneficial to someone or to come alongside, um, maybe it is a, a mom or a mother-in-law who, who has someone in her life that she loves that it's hard to navigate um, to just be a listening ear and maybe offer some, some perspective. Yeah. I, I asked you that without your permission. And so thank you for handling it in such a gracious way. You are a compassionate listener. I can speak to that. And the fact that you want people to recognize that where they're at is without shame, without mm -hmm. stigma, and that they are loved and belong and are not alone. That exudes who you are, Andrea. And so I'm so grateful that you are open to coming alongside because I think sometimes women find themselves without those resources that isolation that you mentioned earlier, it happens without us really being conscious of it. Yes. We, we withdraw from others for whatever story that we tell ourselves, right? And so to, to know that there's somebody who understands and would answer an email is, mm -hmm. is a safe entry point, right? So yeah. I just, I love that your compassionate heart is, is motivated to, to be there for people. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. And I know that, um, one of the things for my audience that kind of lines up so beautifully with what you're doing regarding, you know, identifying and reframing is, is the idea of letting go of what holds you back. And so this, this was really important to me to bring your work to my listening audience so that whether it's personal to them or they can see it in someone dear to them, that they can get your book and get those tools in front of their own eyes or the eyes of their loved ones. So thank you. Thank you so much for, for taking the time and being authentic and vulnerable. And before I say a hundred percent goodbye, is there, is there a nugget or a takeaway that you really want a listener 
a an individual woman to be able to grab onto before they have your actual book next week. <laughs> it's so amazing. Amazing. 28th, here we are. Oh my gosh. Okay, next week they can get your book. But in the meantime. <laughs> what an incredible thing. The thing that I would want to remind you, it's just a short nugget, is life is not without suffering, but suffering is not without hope. And just to, to sit in that reality that Jesus did not promise us an easy life. In fact, he told us straight up, it's going to be hard in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart because I have already overcome it all and I'm going to be with you. So he is the hope and lean into his, lean into him, lean into his community, lean into the people that he has divinely crafted as doctors and therapists, counselors, pastors, and friends. Yes. Um, all of that he has designed and created for our good and our benefit. Mm. Um, so life is not without suffering, but suffering is not without hope. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much, Andrea. And and I, as I mentioned early on, dear friends, as you go to the website, letgoleaninpodcast.com in the show notes, I will have all the ways that you can connect with Andrea, including where to get her book. And right now you can get the audio book on Amazon. And then next the week, audiobook is actually not releasing until May, but the oh, ebook will be available. E-book. My bad. Flip that. Yep. Nope. That's all right. Ebook. So many things. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so great. I mean, I love all the layers. Oh, the ebook is already available, but next Tuesday, the 28th, the paperback is available. So we sit here in between what you can get a hold of and what is coming soon. And again, all of that um, will be on Let Go Lean In podcast website. So again, Andrea, thanks for coming back. And past, you know, almost three years now to have nearly 100 episodes when you were way back episode 16. And here we are, just like you have brought your work and your life for the good of others and for God's glory. That's, Mm. that's the best. Thanks for being here, friend. So much, my friend. Thanks for listening to this episode of let go lean in podcast. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen and engage with the thoughts that come out of my head and into this microphone, as well as listening to conversations that I'm privileged to have with other amazing people who are doing great work in the world. I would really appreciate you sharing this episode or other episodes of Let Go Lean In podcast with people who you think would benefit from the information that is being shared here. Also, it's always a great help to others by liking and subscribing to the podcast so that the SEO goes up and Apple Podcasts and where you listen to podcasts will show the podcast as interesting and available. So please help us out 
to get the word out by liking and subscribing and coming back next week. Thanks for being here.